You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Padres have a lot of questions to answer before opening day gets here in a couple of weeks, but it seems like they're well on their way to figuring things out. Let's talk to AJ Castabell about all of that. I am Allison Fitter. AJ, you kind of you have a nice article about just kind of where the Padres are at this point of the spring, what they knew coming in, what we've learned after watching them a couple of weeks. So I guess maybe the infield is that something that the uh, the clouds are clearing a little bit. The answers might be around the corner. Yeah, I think the answers are coming. They're not. They're not really clear yet. Um, it's it's more the middle of the infield than anything else. Uh, shortstop's been up in the air pretty much all of camp. I think everyone thought Luis Sardinas was the favorite, mostly because he's he's the young guy and he's the guy who's on the forty man roster. So Eric Ibar is a nice piece, but if the Padres are trying to get younger, Sardinas is probably the favorite. That said, Ibar's probably had a better spring. So uh, everything from everything we've heard, they're pretty much neck and neck, and it'll come down to the to the last couple weeks. Second base is a little more interesting because. Uh, Ryan Schimpf has been out with oblique tightness. Corey Spangenberg's been okay in with with Schimpf out, but um, Jan Harris Solarte has been at the World Baseball Classic playing for Team Venezuela. And I think what the Padres want to find out is whether he's best suited for second base or third base. And they haven't really had a chance to play him at second base yet because he's been with away with Team Venezuela. But they have been playing Spangenberg at third, and he's looked he's looked very good over there. Ryan Schimpf in his brief time at third base last year also looked good. So right now they have a little bit of a conundrum but, uh, in terms of picking between those two guys and uh, Schimpf and Spangenberg, and then where exactly do they put them, second or third base? Because Solarte is going to have playing time no matter no matter where no matter where it is, either second base or third base, he's going to play. It's just a matter of uh, which spot, and then when he has that spot locked down, who else plays where? So, uh, but what I, I would guess that the Padres want at least one of those three guys to be able to kind of slide back and forth between third and second pretty uh, consistently. Um, it's not exactly a matchup thing because they can all hit right-handed pitching pretty well. They're all – the two of them are lefties and Solarte's a switch hitter. But uh, it'll just be interesting to see how that unfolds, especially when Solarte gets back from the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, absolutely. And then moving kind of to the outfield, um, there's a lot of intrigue there. So where are they with um, the decision-making process with the outfielders? I think they're a little further behind uh, in the outfield only because there's just question marks with, with Alex Dickerson, whose uh, who's back's been flaring up on him right when they thought he, they were going to get him back, and they did get him back for a game at this new hitter. His back spasmed up again. So they're, they're still getting that checked out. He's questionable now for opening day. Uh, Manuel Margot, is, uh, his, his, he's been battling some knee soreness. Uh, the Padres think it's fine, uh, but the question is, does that hold him back? at all does that does, does, does the missed time uh jeopardize his roster chances at all especially because well, when you consider what the, the time that margot and dickerson have missed jabari blash has slid right in and hit five cactus league home runs which is either leading the cactus league or is tied for the cactus league lead if someone i i, I, did, I didn't check to see if anyone hit one uh today yet but it's either it's either leading the league or tied for it so Jabari Blash has been outstanding. He was on the outside looking in, coming into camp. Now I would have to say, if you look at kind of the way the roster is shaping up and, and the way Alex Dickerson and Margot are down with injuries, uh, Margot, obviously, if, if they hold him back by an extra couple weeks at the start of the season, uh, they would get an extra year of team control, so there, there might be a little bit of incentive to play that out. Um, plus, he's only 22 and could use the minor league seasoning. So uh, I think three weeks ago, it didn't look good for Jabari Blash on the roster. Now... 
uh, I would put his chances maybe at or above 50%. So the outfield has a lot of question marks to be answered, most of them with injuries. And then with Blash, it's whether he can sustain what he's done. Yeah, uh, it's kind of disheartening to hear Margot's having injury issues. I mean, I, it, even if they're not like overly concerned about it, but a knee, did he have a, a collision or something? Or was it just like a, a – did he land on it wrong? What, what happened with his knee? Uh, it was just it was just running out of the box and or it's it's swollen a little bit. I think the swelling has gone down all the way and he's he's pretty much back to baseball activities. So it's not it's not super concerning now. I think what's more concerning is whether the time he missed uh, whether he missed too much time to be I guess ready for opening day. So uh, I, the Padres haven't shown a whole lot of concern. There is there until he's back on a baseball field. I understand a lot of the fans will be concerned, uh, but it it. It seems relatively minor. There's nothing structural wrong with it. Okay, so I want to talk about the rotation. I, I, I really I need to ask the question though. Julius Chassin, can I, what is what is it about Julius Chassin? I think I'm saying his name right. Um, that has given him so many chances because he goes from team to team, and I'm sure he's you know a, a lovely person, but I look he's never produced any kind of significant performances <laughs> like contributions. And I don't understand why he's continuing to to get chances. And maybe I'm being kind of rough on him, but it just seems like after a couple of years of not really doing much, um, and here he is, like in the mix for a starting job. Is he? What do you think of him? Well, I mean, I think that those, that's that's a fair criticism. I think in 2013 he had a pretty good season with the Rockies, but he has, he for three seasons he hasn't really done anything. Right. So the Padres have an answer to that question, and, what, and they think. Um, they won't say out loud what they're planning on doing with his pitch sequencing and with his pitch selection, but they, they basically think that he hasn't been throwing the right pitches in the right spots. And if you read between the lines, his slider is one of the best sliders in baseball. Opponents hardly ever hit it, I want to say. I know, I know the batting average is, is below 200, and I think I want to say it's something like 150. He hasn't, been, he hasn't been throwing that pitch all that much throughout his career. He's only thrown it like 18% of the time. So if you look at what the Padres did last season with Drew Pomerantz and his curveball, they basically said, hey, this is your best pitch. You need to be throwing it more. Uh, if you can get it up around 40% of the time, hitters aren't going to be able to hit it. So why not? Because Andrew Pomerantz is at a similar – he was at a stage in his career where uh, he hadn't had a whole lot of success recently. So uh, I'm not totally sure that that's exactly the Padres' plan, to pepper the slider as much as possible with Chassin, but it would make sense if that's what they're looking at in terms of Tickery with his pitch selection. So uh, they, they want to see what he can do if he throws his slider more frequently uh, than – one-fifth or one-sixth of the time. Uh, it, it's a very good pitch. Uh, other than that, his other pitches aren't – nothing particularly jumps out, jumps off the page. So, uh, Shasin's more of a project right now. He hasn't had a whole lot of success recently. Uh, he was very good during the 2013 season in Colorado. I think his numbers there were uh, – were, I mean, they, they're, they're better than they look just because of where he pitched and the fact that he threw 200 innings in course field. But, I mean, this is a big season for him. If he doesn't prove himself this year, you've got to wonder if it's ever going to happen. Okay. Well, that makes a little more sense. So sometimes it takes, like, maybe a, a different style of coaching, uh, something you can get through to him a little bit better, uh, maybe instilling some confidence in, in an area where he, maybe he's lacking or just something that might click. So I guess when he has the stuff, like you say, he has that slider, then you just he's just going to keep getting opportunities as long as he just still continues to, I guess, show that potential. Yeah, and I think that's what, that's what the Padres – are looking at. I mean, they they took on an experiment last year in Drew Pomerantz, and he ended up he ended up pitching yeah. all star caliber. And and in some cases, it hasn't worked out. They've done some similar things. Um, right now, Paul Clemens is is probably on the outside of the rotation mix, looking in. And they had kind of the same philosophy with Drew Pomerantz: was hey, throw your curveball more. 
well, he's he, he's thrown it a little bit more, but he can't necessarily throw throw it for strikes in the right count. So it's a uh, it's an experiment more than anything else. Uh, I don't want to compare Chassin to Clemens or even Pomerantz because Chassin has four pitches, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if you see him his his pitch selection change a lot in 2017. Yeah, well, I mean, I you know, I hear really good things about him as a as a person, so I'm hoping that you know something will click with him. It just I don't know. I just feel like every year I hear his name like as somebody who's <laughs> trying to get into a rotation, and <laughs> I guess I'm not really sure why that's continuing. But you have cleared the air on a lot of that, so thank you very much, AJ. Um, okay, Jared Cosart, I'm kind of intrigued by him because. Um, he was such a top prospect not that long ago, and now he's just struggling to even uh, get any innings. And I know he's coming off of an injury. So um, is he still in the mix at all? I think he's definitely in the mix, and I I, I would put his roster chances at very high. Uh, the question okay. is if he's going to be in the rotation or maybe as like start the year as a long man out of the bullpen, ultimately long-term, he's a rotation guy. He's, he's to me, this spring, probably the one guy that's been overlooked the most just because he's coming off that injury and hasn't, pitched yet he hasn't really had a chance to prove himself so i think if you're if you're doing the math you look at the rotation and you say uh richard weaver chassin perdomo cahill and perdomo cahill being the two that have that have maybe looked the best this spring um well cosart gets forgotten about because he's only pitched a couple innings so he's uh i i'm i'm by no means i by no means have the eye of a scout but from what i what i've seen uh during his live batting practice and 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 the bullpen sessions is he seems to be pitching a little freer than he was last year. I'm not, he's told me he's, he seems free. He feels freer because he no longer has that bone spur in his elbow. And that obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, whether that translates into results on the field uh, for your pitching motion, that remains to be seen. I think he's got, uh, he has, he's more things to work on maybe than just his, his pitching mechanics. Uh, he tended last year to let one running spiral into three or four run innings. But obviously if, if, you, you get a bone spur removed from your elbow. I believe it was like five five centimeters long. Uh, that that's that's going to help in some way when it comes to a free range of motion. So I wouldn't be surprised in the last couple of weeks if he makes some noise in camp. All right, interesting stuff. Always interesting with you and the Padres. So AJ, thank you so much. Uh, we will catch up with you next week. Thanks. MLB TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out of market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real time highlights, live look ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB TV Premium includes a free at bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.